This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to this week's episode of the State of Recruiting, a weekly Orange 24 7 recruiting podcast. I'm Mike Roach, and I'm joined as always by Nick Harris. Before we get into tonight's show, uh, we want to remind you to go to anywhere you get your podcasts and leave us a, a five star review. Uh, that really helps the show. If you're on iTunes, a five star review gets your question answered within our mailbag segment in the show. Um, and we also want to encourage you to listen to the other great shows on the Horns 24-7 Podcast Network, including The Flagship with Chip Brown and Taylor Estes and The Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rod Babers. Uh, without further ado, Nick, I, I thought it was kind of going to be a, uh, a slow show and then uh, today happened. So uh, we'll get into that here in a second. But uh, how are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Can't complain. You could, but I wouldn't let you. I wouldn't <laughs> let you. Um, Nick, I'm surprised you're not a, I, you know what, I wish we would have almost had a show. Well, I guess we could do it now, right? The state championship for basketball has not been played yet, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, the uh, all six will start tomorrow, Friday. Okay, so for the big schools, do you want to drop a prediction here where you, who you think maybe – Maybe wins. Uh, 6A, I'm going to have to go Duncanville. It's going to be tough to beat them. Uh, they already beat Westlake earlier this season. I think it's going to be a hell of a game regardless. Yeah, give us uh, the matchup and, and who you got winning. Okay. Uh, Duncanville, they uh, – I mean, their entire starting five is going D1, and they have some 2023 guys coming off the bench that are, you know, putting in some serious work as well. Uh, I mean, when you have a guy like Amaria Bohr, who is like one of the most athletic kids in Duncanville High School, you know, coming off the bench, and uh, I don't think he's been around during the playoffs even. I mean, because they don't necessarily need him because <laughs> they have yeah. athletes up and down that court uh, that can shoot, that can get it done. And then, but for Westlake, uh, Kansas signee KJ Adams, uh, he's been leading them to the promised land, and they have the uh, uh, opportunity to be the third school in history to win both the uh, football state championship and the basketball state championship in the highest classification in the same year. Do you know who the other two were, Mr. Roach? Football and basketball. Um, Was it North Shore? No, I'll give you a hint. One of them happened, did happen recently. Okay. So give me the full context of the question again. It is the, the only school to win football and basketball in 6A. Uh, in the highest classification, there's been two schools before. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who's like traditionally good at basketball that's also really good at football. Uh, I don't know. This is a guess. Is Allen any good at basketball? Yeah, Allen did it in 2018, uh, football, football and basketball. And then Duncanville did it in 98. Okay. Well, yeah, there you so, go. Westlake has a chance to, to be the third team to do it, but I'm going to take Duncanville. Um, their athletes are just way too powerful. I mean, they had a semifinal matchup this this uh, this week against Richardson, um, and Richardson has two of the best guards in the country, and it, they were no match for Duncanville. So taking the Panthers there, and then in the 5A state championship, 
It's going to be Friday night uh, between Beaumont United and Dallas Kimball. Uh, Dallas Kimball has one of the best point guards in the country, Arterio Morris. He was formerly a uh, Memphis commit, uh, and now their school's drooling uh, over him across the country. Uh, he's done really well for them in the playoffs. I, I did not have Kimball making it this far. They've taken down some big-time teams. Love to see Dallas ISD represented in a state championship as well. They're going to be the only Dallas ISD team uh, rocking this weekend. But uh, Beaumont United, they're the only undefeated team in the state. Uh, they have small forward Terrence Arsenault, who's averaging over 20 points per game, which is pretty, you know, monstrous on the high school level. Uh, he's picking up a lot of attention as well. He's hearing from Texas, even though he'd have an offer. Uh, I'm going to take Beaumont United in that one. Again, they have athletes and they have size down low that I think will, uh, will give them the win in that one. So stupid question. I, I take it by what you've given us there. Basketball does not have a D1 and a D2. Correct. Yeah. It's just six games. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's great. Uh, that kid for Kimball is uh, Texas in the mix at all there. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. I think uh, the professional route is probably going to be where he ends up. Uh, our good, our good friend, Brandon Jenkins, um, who does a great job on 24 seven sports covering basketball recruiting in the uh, state of Texas. Uh, he has a crystal ball in right now for, for the professional route, but if he were do, to go, the, uh, uh, do we route, have that? We have crystal balls for the professional route. <laughs> yeah, we do. They actually have a logo. It's, it's, it's interesting. You need to go like, go look at their page. The first time I saw it a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting. I love that. That's, that's a whole new layer to the crystal ball that I love. All right. Well, uh, follow Nick for all your hoops needs. He is uh, doing a great job there. All right, let's get into the big news. Um, right before we, uh, I guess a couple hours before we came on the show, you know, let me say this about Nick. He does a great job and he's just doing his job when he does this, but the amount of times that he has texted me something that's just been bad news has is uh, like, they, it just sticks out. Like, me drop me sitting today. I was sitting at my brother's house um, and visiting with him because I went to Keller uh, Fossil Ridge this morning and, and he lives near there. So I was visiting with him and I just get a text message. Evan Stewart just decommitted. And uh, the only other time I can remember a scenario like that was like I was driving home from Rockwall and I was coming through downtown Dallas and got a text from Nick that said Billy Bowman just decommitted. So um, Nick's just doing his job. But, you know, he is the bearer of bad news uh, a lot. Obviously, the, uh, a, a big loss for Texas. It's a first setback for Steve Sarkeesian in this class that kind of took off so quickly. And one that, you know, I've said it a couple times on our board today. I said it a couple times the day he committed. Evan's a wild card, and Evan always has been a wild card. I, uh, you know, I... I think for people who were on his original commitment thread, I even said, like, I would place no bets on this holding. I can't say if it is or isn't. And I want to be clear that, like, our job is not to say this kid is a liar. You know, our job is to read the tea leaves and, and report the news and do a little little of everything. But if I ask a kid, are you fully committed? And he says, yes, my job is to report that news, not to call him a liar. But having said that, I think I've made it clear where I kind of stand on Evan and, and Nick could tell you we both spend a lot of time around Evan I think probably I spend more time talking to Evan than anybody outside of his family um I've got a pretty good idea about Evan and I think you know for me it was just never it never felt like it was going to be secure and, and, and nothing would surprise me from now until next signing day of what happens with Evan Stewart um I do think that you know Texas is, is going to be all right I talked to somebody there today who said we're not worried about it we're gonna get good players we're we're not that concerned about it. Um, obviously, it came a little bit out of blue, and you don't want to lose a guy like that. But 
you know, for Texas, I think that um, that this one's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, Steve Wilpong said it on Twitter today. Evan Stewart's in the conversation for the number one wide receiver in the country for 2022. So losing a commit like that, regardless of, you know, the situation is definitely, um, you know, devastating to a certain extent. But um, you know, his commitment lasted less than a month. Like you have always said, he, Evan's a bit of a wild card. Evan's a great kid. I, I want to make sure we emphasize that as well. He's a great, great dude, but he's just kind of a wild card. And, um, you know, this, this didn't necessarily surprise me. I guess the only kind of surprising factor for me was the timing. I figured he would have at least, you know, waited a couple months for it. But, um, you know, there's he has a lot of other really good options on the table. Um, I think Alabama is going to be right there. Florida, I think, is another team that's going to be right there. Oregon. Um, but I also think Texas is still in this race. I, I, I know we a lot of people have mentioned on the board today, and this is true, that, you know, it's rare that you get a recommit you know, after a decommitment. Um, but I mean, I think Evan's recruitment will probably play out uh, all the way to, to signing day. Um, and, you know, Texas will probably be in the mix if, if they if they so choose. Um, but even if they don't choose to, there's a lot of really good options on the table here in 2022 with guys like, you know, Kevin Coleman, uh, Brennan Thompson, Chris Marshall, uh, and even some guys that they haven't even offered yet if they decide, you know, to expand their board. And then looking forward to 2023, it's one of the best uh, wide receiver talent groups we've ever seen in the state of Texas. So, um, you know, even if they do miss on a couple of 22 guys, there's going to be some pretty good talent in 23 to follow up with. But, yeah, Evan Stewart, um, elite speed. He has a crazy leaping ability. Um, his hands are extremely strong. Uh, you know, this is definitely a receiver you you want to get at the next level. I think he's going to be a difference maker for whoever can land him. Um, so it definitely hurts that Texas lost him today. But, uh, you know, not all hope is lost. There's still a lot of talent at the position available. I feel like for the last six or seven months, I've just been saying how much I think Evan Stewart's the best receiver in the country. Um, so, yeah, it definitely hurts. That said, um, you know, Texas has a lot of great options, and I think that that they'll be fine going forward. I think, like you said, the timing, a little weird, a little quick, um, but, man, I think, Nick, you and I both kind of felt like this was probably coming to some extent at some point, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how the staff kind of handles it and just rolls with the, with the punches going forward. Um, it, it did give me, I'll tell you this, it gave me a slight little flashback to last year, under Tom Herman when, when Texas was just losing everybody. Uh, so I, you know, I was like, Oh man, I thought we were past these decommitments for a little bit, but uh, it is what it is. Um, one guy who we, we haven't recorded since he committed. So we'll talk about it, about him a little bit right now. Uh, one guy who Texas is going to have to keep committed for a long, long time because he's the first commit of the 2023 class, Ruben Owens, uh, the running back from El Campo. Um Nick, you're pretty close with Ruben. You talk with him often. I, you know, we agreed early on in, in our working relationship that you would be on black unicorn duty uh, going forward. Um, you know, just kind of talk about you've, you've probably seen Ruben more than anybody um, in settings and I've talked to him a lot. Just kind of talk about what you think Texas is getting at that position. Yeah, definitely a huge commitment to get this early in 2023. I also want to emphasize that Ruben Owens is a bit of a wild card and this commitment definitely did come out of, uh, come out of nowhere. Um, he had, uh, you know, woke up the day of, um, said he wanted to commit and Texas felt like the spot. Um, he had been, uh, you know, kind of whittling down his options in, in recent months. He had had a top five of uh, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, LSU, and Georgia. Um, and he went ahead and shut things down, committed to Texas and, you know, gives them a lot of momentum here early in the 23 class. Uh, 
it's going to be him and Trey Wisner. They're going to be battling it out for who's going to be the best 2023 running back in the state of Texas. Uh, Trey Wisner out at Waco Connolly uh, already has offers from Texas, Ohio State, and some others. Uh, but what they're getting in Ruben, um, he's a he's a strong back. It, it takes you know multiple guys to bring him down. His balance is really what sticks out to me on film, as well as his speed. Um, obviously, he's playing at a you know the 4A level at El Campo, um, so level of competition is a slight concern, but not not too not too big. Um, because he's still able to get it done. He's putting up solid production numbers. Uh, I I believe last year he had uh, close to 1,200 rushing yards, and uh, that was in an offense where he was splitting carries with a a senior uh, on the team. So um, there's a lot to like about Ruben Owens. Um, And in the receiving game, he's he's showing some uh, ability here in the seven-on-seven circuit. Uh, So if Texas can keep him committed through the long haul, then, uh, you know, I I like what uh, Ruben Owens can bring to Austin. One other uh, storyline um, that that's kind of out right now as we're recording, we we pushed back the start of the show a little bit because you were uh, connecting with a very important offensive line target in Kelvin Banks, uh, who just released his top eight, including Texas. What did you learn from talking to Kelvin a little bit? Uh, yeah, me and Kel- uh, me and Kelvin talked for a good 10, 15 minutes right before we uh, we hopped on the podcast. Um, without saying too much, uh, we, I, we do have a top eight article dropping today as you're listening to this on, on Friday. Uh, you know, detailing our conversation. But, you know, I like where Texas sits right now. And, you know, I, I've always liked where Texas sits since his decommitment from Oklahoma State way back when. Um, and uh, I thought it was funny. Someone asked on the board this week uh, why you had an Oklahoma State crystal ball in and like three people freaked out. And uh, we yeah. offered him he was committed there at one time. <laughs> you know, uh, Billy Embody, our friend, texted me today, like sent me the link to his profile and was like, you have this on like a locked Oklahoma State. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just haven't, you know, we don't have the ability to go cloudy anymore. So I, I was like, I just haven't changed it. since. I, don't, I haven't had a reason to change it since he originally committed to Oklahoma State. So what I did was I just dropped the confidence to a one uh, rather than put in any new school. But yeah, I kind of forgotten I had a pick in for it. That is the new cloudy. It's the it's the one low. Um, that's, the, that's the new wave now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so look for that out later today on Horns 24-7. All right, Nick, um, anything else? Uh, we talked about pre-show to get into oh we got to preview what we're doing this weekend uh before i do that I, as you were talking here i'm not totally ignoring you but i'm scrolling twitter um <laughs> and i see this and i'm gonna have to listen to this when i get off of, of the air but do you are you a nick wright fan um is he the guy on like fox sports one yeah who loves lebron yeah, I mean, he's, he's all right. I think he's a little overbearing at times. Sorry, Nick, if you're listening to our very small recruiting show. Uh, no, not sorry, Nick, because it appears that he came for the head of Texas Barbecue and said it's oh, not no. that good. And oh. Nick, uh, apparently Daniel Vaughn of Texas Monthly, the great barbecue uh, reviewer, had to go on Dan Patrick today and uh, def- defend Texas Barbecue's honor. So uh, aside from slurping uh, uh, LeBron at every turn, him taking a shot at uh, that's two strikes for for Nick Wright. Him taking a shot at uh, at Texas Barbecue. I have some barbecue news myself. Actually, I'm having Pinkertons for the first time tomorrow. Ooh, yeah, really? Sneaking through Houston a little early and uh, grabbing some pinks. Make sure you get the candy painted ribs. Okay. Um, no, you can't eat the candy painted ribs. They're pork. Um, yeah. Nick doesn't eat pork. Uh, the the beef rib is really good though. Um, so. I won't tell you to get the pulled pork then. Um, <laughs> the uh, they've got this uh, 
the macaroni and cheese is really good as far as sides go. And then he's got like a jalapeno cheese and rice casserole, but like broccoli cheese rice casserole. That's, uh, that's really strong too. So yeah, but great. Always great things at, at, at Pinkerton's. I'm going right. to bring my review next week. So you are going to Houston. Um, I'll let you start. We'll both be on the road this week. Uh, Sunday, well, I'll just knock this out. Sunday is Under Armour Dallas, uh, a big camp, a lot of talent expected to be at Arlington Martin High School. Nick and I will both be there. But Saturday, we're both going to be traveling uh, to separate seven-on-seven tournaments. Nick, go ahead and tell us about your Saturday. Yes, Saturday, or actually uh, Friday night, I'll be heading down a little early and catching, um, uh, and then Saturday, two tournaments, seven-on-seven tournaments, end zone. uh, It'll be in the Woodlands. Um, This was actually the last event I covered last year uh, before uh, the world all went to hell. Um, And uh, I had a great time at that event last year. It's one of the best seven-on-seven events uh, personally that I've ever been to. So I'm looking forward to getting back out there and seeing a lot of national talent. Uh, There's going to be some guys like Harold Perkins that are going to be playing seven-on-seven for the first time this season. Um, So I'm going to be able to see some uh, some new faces out on, on the circuit and then uh, Saturday night, I'm going to swing over to Katie, another seven-on-seven tournament going down out there, uh, uh, catching uh, catching some talent out there. I think um, there's going to be some teams in from Louisiana, going to try to catch up uh, with some kids from the boot. And then uh, Sunday, like you said, the Under Armour camp, I, I'm pretty excited about that. And from what I hear through the rumor rumor mill is that Steve Wilfong is going to make an appearance at that camp. Yeah, I actually spoke with uh, Steve yesterday, and he is going to – He's, he's like literally going to be in Texas for less than 24 hours, flying in Saturday night, flying out Sunday afternoon. So um, Steve is a fly-by-night guy, but uh, one of the best. And, um, you know, Blair Angulo, our, uh, our other friend out west, is also coming in to help do some national coverage. So going to be a good time um, for us. We'll, we'll have a lot of guys there. It's supposed to rain. Thank God Martin has an indoor um, Saturday. Myself, I will be making – I will be pulling a Steve Wiltfong move and um, taking a day trip to Atlanta, not Atlanta, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, for Pylon 7-on-7 in Atlanta. I am literally flying out of here at 6 a.m. that morning. I arrive in Atlanta at like 9, we'll go to the tournament, and then get right back on a plane and come home at 7-something that night. So um, I'm looking forward. I should see Fast out there with with Chris Marshall and Kevin Coleman and some guys like that. Um, and then also looking forward to, I believe, seeing the bootleggers with Bryce Anderson and Jacoby Matthews. So uh, a, a lot of talent for us to see this weekend. We should have a really big week, a really strong stampede uh, on Monday, just because anytime we get a weekend like this, we just get a ton of information. So, uh, yeah, I just stick with us over at Horns 24-7, and I think that uh, you'll enjoy what we bring out of this. All right, Nick, let's go ahead and jump into the mailbag. As always, you can get your mailbag questions into us over at the Horns 24-7 message board uh when we put the thread up or you can leave us a five-star review on itunes any question you leave there with a five-star review is automatically answered um any evan stewart questions i'm going to duck in this because i feel like we've pretty uh pretty much put a nice bow on the evan stewart thing i think we've talked about every angle of it so uh, i'm going to try to duck them unless i see something that's kind of you know different um from red wings uh, ek028 is is the in-state 2023 wide receiver and DB class deeper than the in-state 2022 class? Uh, I don't know about DB yet. Certainly wide receiver is there. Um, you know, it's, it, it may not be as talented at the top. I, you know, not yet have, have guys submerged like Evan Stewart and Caleb Burton, who I think could be in that discussion for wide receiver one. But man, when you look at the 23 class, it's deep and it's talented. It's, it may not be as high end talented, but I think it's, it's just really, 
you know, there's probably 10 or 15 guys that I think all could, would warrant being a Texas level type of player. So um, yeah, I would say the wide receiver class is deeper. Uh, yeah, I agree. The wide receiver class is insane in 2023. Um, I, I can't speak on that fact enough. As far as the DB class, I think it certainly has the potential to be deeper than uh, 2022, but it's a little too early uh, to uh, you know figure that out quite yet. We'll probably have a better answer for that come summer. All right. Um, from JChid55, which players in particular could be moving or trying new positions? I think that's a team question. We try to stick to recruiting only here uh, at, at Horns 24-7. Um, or at least on the state of recruiting. Um, so uh, I, you're going to want to direct that to maybe Chip and Taylor um, on their podcast. From David Hume, do you expect Texas to uh, have their class mostly wrapped up before the season starts? Um, I would say probably, like, I, I think they're going to take a class of 25 this year. I would say if you're Sark, you probably want 18 or 19 before the, the season starts. Um, and that way it is, I, I would call that, I guess, mostly wrapped up and you leave yourself six or seven spots to kind of fill in uh, through the fall, knowing that you're probably going to be holding out for some guys who are making late decisions or late bloomers or any of that. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think ideally that's what they want to do. I think if visits are allowed over the summer, I think they can make that happen. Yeah, I would be uh, I'd be pretty surprised to see any class uh, in the in the country be wrapped up before the season starts. Uh, like you said, if visits open up this summer, there's going to be a lot of movement in, in recruiting. Um, uh, whether that's good or bad for Texas, that's, you know, that's kind of waiting to be seen. But, uh, you know, ideally before the season starts, they have, uh, you know, the shape of the class pretty much figured out and maybe a good, you know, 15 to 20 guys already locked in. All right. Uh, Tyrone Swoops asks, is April 9th going to be a good day for Texas fans? We'll find out, won't we, Tyrone? Why would you think I would answer that question on this podcast? You know me. Uh, Tyrone's my guy. I mean, I know he gets a lot on the board, but you know, he's he said guy. something a few weeks ago. He said, uh, Mike secretly loves me. And I, I don't, I mean, I, I, it's not a secret. I've said out and out. He's one of my favorite posters on the board. I just like, he's now that doesn't mean I don't like give it back to him when he's sometimes he's manic, uh, you know, um, speaking of, like the night that Ruben committed and he called us out for kind of leaking it and, um, then he asked me right after if I could leak something else, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, make up your mind, but you know, for the most part, I think, uh, you know, he bring, I, I, he brings uh, a lot of interesting conversation to the board. I'll at least say that. And, uh, I appreciate that. So, um, all right. Uh, I'm going to skip the, the, again, the Evan Stewart question was Texas, uh, surprised. Yeah, I think they were probably surprised, uh, but we kind of talked about who they'll focus on. Uh, Jay Chid 55 asks Budweiser Coors or Lone Star. Nick doesn't drink, so I'll answer and say um, out of those three, Lone Star. Uh, I, I, I would prefer other beers outside of those three, but out of those three, Lone Star. Uh, from, my branding, uh, the Lone Star branding looks the best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best bottle for sure. Uh, Triplet Joseph 44, if you were to take a quarterback two in this class and it's not a huge name, who would it be? I have a feeling I know who Nick's is. Um, let me think about that. Uh, of the guys left on the board, like my answer probably would have been Nick Evers, but he just committed to Florida. Um, of the guys left on the board, I'm going to say Rockwall Heath's own Josh Hoover. 
um, is the guy I would probably take as, as the number two. Um, I might say the kid that's kind of blowing up from San Antonio that picked up a few offers is a really interesting kid. Like I, I would definitely take a look at him. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I have a funny story about him. Richard Torres. Yeah. Uh, from San Antonio Southside. He, uh, he's been playing seven on seven with Texas smoke. Um, and me and uh, Ryan Broninger from Texas, we were, you know, watching a, a game uh, a couple weeks ago at Pylon Houston. And th- this kid was spinning the ball. We kind of looked at each other like, who is this kid? Talked to him afterward, Richard Torres. And I, you know, I kind of came away with the conversation like, Oh, that kid could go FBS. And then the next day he landed a Nebraska offer. And I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. uh, He's definitely an intriguing prospect. I went and watched this film after he got the Nebraska offer. I was like, okay, I kind of understand this now. Um, but if I had to choose a QB2, it would also be Josh Hoover for my alma mater, Rockwell. Mm. Uh, I thought you would have gone a different direction there, Nick. I thought you would have gone to the other side of Rockwell. Yeah, I, I do want to mention Braden Locke as well. Um, I actually just talked to Braden today, and he's he's getting a lot of attention from some big-time schools like Mississippi State, North Carolina, and Miami. Um, another name to keep an eye on uh, down the stretch, though, is Bishop Davenport from Spring. Um, I think he's the kid that could definitely get some Power 5 attention as the offseason goes on. Yeah, all good names for sure. Um, from Hookemorn's 87, does Texas plan to reoffer some high out-of-state prospects? Uh, IMG DN, Jihad Campbell, and Jaheim Singletary. Uh, I mean, I think those guys probably have offers. I just don't think Texas is really in the running for either of them. So, um, I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, with Singletary, uh, like he's one of the top DBs in the country. So I assume if he called up Texas and wanted to commit that, yeah, they would take him. But I just don't think they either have the relationship or they don't feel they're in it um, for him. So, yeah. Agreed. Um, and our last question from SoCal Horn 88. Uh, what do you think is the biggest hurdle preventing Texas from getting commitments from top tier offensive linemen? Um, I would say probably they're just the history, like the, that, you know, they haven't been able to do it. And so they're kind of under that thing, um, where it's like, okay, you haven't done it. Um, and so we're not going to say you can do it until you actually do it, if that makes sense. Um, right now, you know, it's the, it's the perception of how they develop, uh, how they put guys in the league, although Sam Cosby might change that a little bit. Um, but really all it takes is a good class. I mean, you take off with one good class and then, uh, you know, the, the sky's the limit from there. Yeah. The, uh, recruits just have to see production. And I think Samuel Cosby, um, you know, possibly getting drafted in the first round and maybe even in the top 10 or 15, uh, in April will definitely help. Um, and uh, we'll see how that kind of, you know, trickles down to the recruiting scene. All right. And that's going to do it for us uh, here at uh, the state of recruiting. As far as the mailbag, uh, we want to remind you guys to get those questions in when we put them up on the Horns 24 seven message board. It's always a small window. I mean, it's literally when Nick and I decide on a time, uh, you know, we, I, I put the thing up and I let it go for about an hour and then lock it down. So we don't have a billion questions that didn't get answered. Um, so uh, make sure to check those out. All right, Nick, uh, anything else before we get out of here that you want to add? Uh, yeah, everyone keep an eye out. Uh, Friday night at 9 p.m., Malik Murphy will be um, playing his first game of his junior football season against Long Beach Poly. Uh, I'm figuring out how, um, you know, we're able to stream it from Texas. And uh, I'll it's, put it in uh, the Yeah, it's, it's going to be on the Fox Sports app. Um, Are we going to be able to access it? with? You know, yeah, if you have Fox Sports Go and you have a cable provider, 
you can log in and watch it through like your computer or something. I've done it before, like a million times to watch uh, West Coast. Ga- like we watched, you weren't around Nick, but uh, we used to watch Cam Rising games like weekly and <laughs> Floyd games like weekly. So, um, you know, I, I, I watched, I think Westlake Village was on literally every week when DeGabriel Floyd played there. They were on Fox Sports and I would watch his game every week. So, uh, yeah, um, you should be able to access it. It's on Fox Sports Go. Good deal. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, keep a keep an eye out for that one. It should be uh, should be a fun little six game season for Malik Murphy. Yeah, and remember that you know just from talking to our guys out west, um, it sounds like Malik's not going to have a ton to work with, so he's going to be kind of Superman in that thing. So if you go in with crazy expectations, just kind of remember the context of, of everything. All right. Uh, well, we want to thank you guys for listening. Sorry we had to miss last week. It just got to be kind of a crazy week uh, near the end. Um, but we're glad to be back. Glad you guys could join in on the show and play along. Uh, we, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. For Nick Harris, I'm Mike Roach. We'll see you next week. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.